I have always been into different adventures and sports and athletics, and I just love the physical expression that my body can can put into the world. And I love challenging my body in a physical way. Welcome to Insightful Adventuring. I'm your host, Heather Webster. I'm so excited that you're here with me as we dive into another amazing topic. Before we get started, I do want to invite you to come join us over in our Facebook group or also on my Instagram, both centered around travel in an insightful way, using your own insight and intuition and spirituality to help guide you through your travels as you decide to take on traveling as a solo woman who wants to get out in the world and explore. So if that's something that you're interested in and you feel that it's going to be something you want to dive into more deeply, feel free to visit those groups that you can see in the show notes. Without further ado, I'd love to introduce our interview for today. Our interview today is with Lindsay Johnson. Lindsay Johnson, also known on social media as the Fantastic Fatty, is a fat joy activist who's on a mission to help fat folks free themselves from internalized fat phobia and toxic diet culture so they can discover appreciation, adoration, and joy in their bodies. It is such a pleasure to have Lindsay on today. And I think as you're listening to this, it's going to open up so many ideas and thoughts in your in your mind. They give such great tips and really are here to support individuals who are struggling with some of what society says is appropriate or okay or quote unquote good. And so we have such a powerful conversation around just the language and trying to find clothing. Lindsay loves to hike. Lindsay loves to be outside. They love to explore. And so we get to dive into that, what that looks like from a perspective like mine and theirs and how we have struggled ourselves with finding clothing or finding the right mindset when we're out in nature and what it looks like to call yourself an athlete when that isn't the depiction that you see when you go out in the world. So I hope you love this interview. And without further ado, I'm going to turn it right over. And I hope you love it as much as I enjoyed interviewing Lindsay. Welcome, Lindsay, to the Insightful Adventuring Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. How are you doing? I am so good. I cannot wait to talk about the things we're going to talk about today. Yeah, it's going to be inspiring for all the listeners out there. Tune in. This is going to be a great episode. So, Lindsay, tell us a little bit about what you do and how it kind of relates to Insightful Adventuring. So, uh, I am what I, what I call a fat joy activist, uh, and I really am about helping people in bigger bodies detach and disconnect from internalized fat phobia, toxic diet culture, and really 
really learn to embrace all of who they are. You know, we talk a lot over on my, my TikTok account over, a, we talk a lot about health at every size, joyful movement. How do we have an appreciation for our body? How do we develop strength and a healthy connection physically and mentally to our body and to the people, uh, uh, people around us in the world around us? Yeah. And I love that you are open with talking about the word fat. Cause I, mm. I find myself even sometimes being like, Ooh, what's another word for that? How did you get comfortable in that space? Oh, um, on doing my own internalized fat phobia. It's, it's, you know, it's so interesting. Um, you know, back when, uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, when a lot of people were really tapping into their own, um, sense of racism or race bias and doing the work on anti-racism. Right. And there were people who, and I was one of them who would say things like, Oh, that black person. Right. Because in my, in my bias, you know, black was a bad word, right? This was how this was developed and starting to be like, no, black is a descriptor, this black person. And it really applied to myself, whether it was using the word lesbian versus I'm a lesbian, right? Or versus I'm fat. Just really understanding if we have an issue with a word, unpacking why we have an issue with that word. And so my own um, deconstructing, my own internalized fat phobia allowed me to really embrace the word fat and, and claim the word fat. And, and a little bit too, it is a bit of my own, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like my, um, oh gosh, give me a second. What's this word? I'm drawing a total blank on it. But anyways, defiant, there's the word defiant. Someone told me this before that you're a defiant activist It's defiant activism. So using the word fat is a sense of defiant activism, you know, throwing it back in people who try to use it as an insult. I love it. And it's interesting because when you whisper any of those words, it's almost like you're saying yeah, like you said, that idea of it's a bad word. And so you're yeah. a bad person because you relate to that word. Yeah. And so that's really interesting. And it's something that I know I grew up with a mom who was overweight. I myself, and I'm just going to say it's, I'm fat and mm -hmm. I have experiences with struggles and it comes out even more when it comes to activity level. Mm, yeah. And so I know people who are nervous about going to the gym or yeah. going for hikes. So I know you're, you are an avid hiker as well. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that and how that plays a role in what you, um, are an activist for. Oh my gosh. I have so much to say. So you please feel free to interrupt me when I get going on this. So, you know, hiking and really all adventuring. I have always been into different adventures and sports and athletics. And I just love the physical expression that my body can, can put into the world. And I love challenging my body in a physical way. And so I've done many different fitness challenges. I've done a couple of triathlons. I did this great 200 kilometer bike trip in the mountains of Quebec, which kicked my butt, you know? Yeah, it was, it was tough. Um, you know, I I've done, I mean, way harder than the triathlon was and the triathlons were hard. Right. But, you know, I've always been this person who's really been into to sports and athletics and fitness challenges and hiking, of course, growing up in, in Vancouver and British Columbia, how can I not be an avid hiker? But, you know, it, it's interesting because, because the representations out there of athletes and adventurers are often very straight sized, uh, with a very certain aesthetic, 
I, I, it was always something that I aspired to be. I didn't call myself an athlete. I didn't call myself an adventurer because I didn't look like what I was conditioned to believe an athlete and adventurer was. And so a big part of this fat joy activism is, is again, shifting socially what an athlete looks like, what an adventurer looks like, because it doesn't just come in a straight size body. Yeah. And it's interesting as you're talking, I I'm thinking back to stories that I've told people to almost justify who I am as an adventurer by saying, Oh yeah, I run two marathons. Oh, I, I, I biked mm-hmm. around Lake Tahoe and, Oh, it's, and it's almost like justification. And I don't know if I've heard people that fit the typical media image. Yeah doing that as often. And so that's really interesting in my own reflection that I do that and find that to be common. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I talk, so I, I host joyful movement power hours on TikTok three days a week. And this comes up a lot, this overcompensating because we're in a fat body, right? I got to push harder. We, and we talk about it, especially as it relates to injury, right? I have to push harder. I have to, you know, like try harder, do more, go above and beyond to, to justify or to, or to prove that I belong here, that I am this person, you know? Okay. I, I live on TikTok. TikTok. I'm sorry. I do. It's just, it's, it's just a cool way to learn about yourself and connect with others. And I love it. And there was this, this, um, this little trend going around where it was, what type of lesbian are you? And you hit the button and this whole thing flip, 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 flip. And for me, it landed on the athlete. And at first I was like, Oh, I wish, but no, you know? And I was like, wait, Yes, I am. Just because the athlete that they showed in this little picture was a straight sized athlete. I am still an athlete in a plus size body and I am an athletic queer person. So again, it's like, you know, and this literally was like a week ago. Like I'm not like, this is not like, this is, it's it's all the time. We have to always be checking in with going, wait, just because I don't look like that doesn't mean that's not who I am. And I don't have to justify it, you know, by saying, like when I say I ran two triathlons, it's not to justify it, it's to be like, I love pushing my body. Right. But there's a very different energy when it's like, I'm a good fat because I, you know, am athletic and I am on a diet and I am pursuing weight loss, you know, or I'm a bad fat because I'm not athletic and I'm not pursuing weight loss and I'm not on a diet. And I think that's where we have to really tap into. Are we trying to demonstrate that we're a good fatty, you know, and therefore we say all these things or do we do these things because they genuinely bring us joy? Yes. And I think that's really interesting that as I'm listening to what you're saying and kind of processing it in my head, in my head, it brings me extreme joy. Mm. But when I'm talking to others, as I'm doing my own internal work about not really at once you get like, once you're getting into your forties, it's kind of like, you know, I just don't care what they think. I am who I am. And as I'm doing that work, I can see that kind of shifting but there's so much joy in it. I remember like collecting the medals and being like, this is so cool. I've never had medals in my life. Yeah. Then when I started this adventure about like leaving and getting on the road, selling everything I own, they had to go. 
Yeah. Oh. Hang on. My heart just broke for you. <laughs> that would be so hard for me. So I kept the two, my two yeah. favorite, like two or three favorite one, two of them were for marathons. And then there was one that I just really loved. It might've been the first one I ever got. I don't know, but it, it was an interesting thing. Cause I felt like it was going to be so hard to get rid mm-hmm. of them. But it was it was a different reason now why I did that. It was like, okay, that's the past. Now I'm creating new adventures. And still, because my body's changed quite a bit since then, but I could still do the adventures. But let's get into a little bit about what kind of challenges sometimes come up for people as they get into this, especially for people who are thinking like, I really want to hike. Yeah but I don't even know where to start because I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do this or where to find the clothes or this whole like idea of what you're supposed to look like when you're athletic or on the trail. I mean, and how hard you're supposed to breathe and how much you're supposed to sweat and how long things should take you. Right. Oh my God. The, the, I, so again, I, I put this, 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 I'm, I'm going to talk about TikTok a lot because friends, if you're going to, that's where we're going to connect. If you're going to come connect with me and I, and I posted uh, this silly little five second clip that just talked about um, basically I'm going to be your hiking bestie and we're going to go as slow as we need to go because we're not in a race against each other. And that, like tens of thousands of comments on this post um, talking about how they don't hike because of this, because people um, make fun of them, people judge them, um, people, they, they feel judged, they don't want to go slow, they don't want to ask people to slow down. And I actually put a poll out and I said, how many of you actually ask your friends to go slow for you? And most people actually don't even ask. They don't even ask. There's already the assumption around around the judgment or the shame that people are feeling and asking for that. And so, you know, and and, and there are more barriers I want to get into in a second, but let, let's just talk about this first barrier of when you're in a bigger body and you are engaging in physical activity and you haven't yet undone your own internalized fat phobia, you haven't unpacked that yet. You are generally carrying a lot of shame and a lot of guilt And then you are assuming that people are judging you. And let's be honest, sometimes people are judging you, right? But we, we, we close ourselves off from sharing this wonderful hiking experience with people we care for because we automatically assume they're going to judge us or be mad at us for making them go slow. When the truth of the matter is when you have safe and supportive relationships around you, those people are there to spend time with you in nature. They're not there to race with you to the top of the mountain, you know? And so a really important part of undoing our internalized fat phobia is to be able to feel, I'm not going to say that you have to love your body every day. I'm not going to have to say you feel hundred percent comfortable because that's not what it's about. It's about seeing fat phobia for the systemic capitalist and racist sort of system of oppression that it is and no longer carrying that burden so -hmm. that you can kind of just be like, I'm fat and that's not a bad thing. That's capitalism. That's racism. That's not me. I didn't start this and I don't have to participate in it so that you can begin to get more neutral about your body. And then you can choose people that you feel safe and supported by to go on hikes with you. And of course they're going to go at your pace because they're not there to win a race. They're there to spend time with you. So, so that's the biggest thing. When I found that people weren't even asking for it because the shame that they felt wouldn't let them ask. That's powerful when you can release that shame, which comes with releasing internalized fat phobia. Yeah. And so, 
oh my goodness, so much in that, right? And so it's very interesting because I'm flashing back to times when I hiked with somebody who was very clearly telling me to, because I, I like to, the way I hike is I, I hike and then I take breaks and then yeah. I hike and I take breaks, Yeah. right? And so the person I was hiking with was very clearly tends to get frustrated when things don't work out right. So like, instead of just being with me and yep. I just write in quotes. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Like their yeah. expectations. Yeah. <laughs> and so his, his thing was, he wanted definitely for sure to be with me, but would say, just walk slower. And then you won't yeah. even take as many breaks, but that's not how I hike. And yeah. so I found that as I started solo hiking, it felt so much more, and I'm going to use the word control, but it, it's in a very like relaxed way of control. Yeah. Like I felt more in control of like, okay, when I'm on the trail, I can decide yeah. best for me. And then I leave the trail feeling so much more confident. Yes. As I've been hiking solo, especially as I'm traveling solo, I find people on the trail that are hiking my speed. And like you said, they want to be with, like, they'll join me or ask me to join yeah. them because that's just the people they are yeah. and they yeah. want to hike with me. And it's totally different experience than some of the people and my friends and family that I've hiked with, obviously are very, they're very understanding and love to hike with me too. And yeah. we're all kind of the same speed, but it's very interesting when you could find strangers on the trail yep. that just want to have a conversation and get to know who you are. So yeah. powerful. I, I invited a friend of mine to come for a hike the other day and um, she's, she's straight size. She's straight size and, and doesn't, isn't facing the same um, barriers, right. Or the same shame, but she still goes slow. She's still, you know, and she just kept saying, this is the first hike I've been on in like five years. And thank you so much for making it so fun and so enjoyable because we go slow and we take breaks and we eat snacks and we take pictures and we goof around and we laughed so much. And, you know, again, there's, I, I, I could think of all the people now, to be fair, most people in my life are safe and supportive relationships because I've done the work on myself to have those kinds of relationships. Right. But there are people in my past. Like I think of this one, uh, this one person who would always invite me to go to the grouse grind. And I was not as in shape back then. I wasn't as active at that stage in my life. There was some big stuff going on in my life and I was not as active as I, I normally would actually, you know, I think I was pretty active. I just think I didn't have the, the, the confidence back then. This was like 20 years ago. And I just didn't have the confidence in myself yet. And she would always ask me to do the grouse grind. And I knew innately, no, you're not, she's a trainer. She's super fit. She was going to try to push me. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't want to be pushed. I'm there to take my time. And it's really interesting because at the beginning of this pandemic, I was actually out for a run and I tore my meniscus disc and I've, I have since had surgery, but it is irreparable. They can't access the tear to fix it. So I now have permanently, um, torn like knee. Right. And so there's a lot I can't do anymore that I used to be able to do. So when we hike, they are more gentle hikes. When we go downhill, I have my hiking poles because I can't go downhill very well without it hurting. Right. I take my time. And so you know, when we, we, if we, if we snap back to what we were talking about overcompensating or justifying, 
it used to be that I would hike and show people how fast I can go and I can keep up with them. And right. Yes. And now I'm like, I can't do that. I got to go real slow and real, really easy hikes. And so it's just brought an even an even more sort of intimate awareness, up close and personal awareness of like, you can only do what your body can do, but I'll be damned if I'm not going to be in nature and hiking because of my knee, I will find a way to make it work for me. And so again, whether you're like my straight size friend, whether you're dealing with an inner uh, injury or an accessibility issue, whether you're in a bigger body, you have to decide at the end of the day, do I want to be in nature? Do I want to be a hiker? then make it work for you. And that goes for any type of athletics or sports. Yeah. Well, it goes back to what is the definition of a hiker, a runner, a walker, or whatever it is. If you, you can make your own definition for that and not tell people that they get to make the definition for you, whether you are that label of a hiker or, and it's, it's really interesting kind of going through because I no longer hike with that person. Yeah. I still enjoy their company and I yes. will still hang out with them, but it's not something where I'm like, oh, I'm going to rush and say, let's go for a hike. And it's really interesting. I got so many ideas of things where yeah. we can go with this, but it's really interesting. The other day I was up at Glacier and I did, a, I think, an Instagram and a TikTok about this because I decided a mile before I got to the summit, it was like where I got to the glacier itself. About a mile before that, I had already hiked three and a half miles, I think, or four miles. And I had decided I was done and I was going to turn around. And a person I had been hiking with said, I would be really disappointed in myself if I didn't finish this hike. And it's very funny because in my head, I was like, I don't care. I can always come back. But at the same time, like, look at these beautiful waterfalls. I got to see a grizzly bear. I got to see all this stuff that all this stuff that had happened was so phenomenal. And as a meditation outdoor guide or mindful outdoor guide, I don't, it's not about the summit always for me. It's about the experience and being the present, like you said, with your friend of being able to like have conversations, stop and observe and see things. And I was not disappointed at all, but she wouldn't stop kind of pushing a little bit. And so I said, you know, I've had some health issues and I have kidney disease. So I have to really be careful and turn around when I know is good. And she goes, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have to listen to your body. Yeah. But it was really interesting because in my mind, I was at peace Yeah, with being okay with turning around, but in her head of what she would be disappointed in. Yeah it kept pushing it back. And I know in my heart, I know she was doing what she thought was going to be good for me. Like it wasn't like she was trying to hurt me in any way or make me feel bad about my decision, but it was very interesting. Yeah. That, that sort of trying to motivate you and, and, you know, get you to push. And, you know, I'm a person who took a really long time to understand my own needs and my own feelings Mm -hmm. and be like, I'm talking into my mid thirties before I really got a sense of, Oh, I'm a person who has needs and has feelings and how to understand my feelings, express my feelings, and also put boundaries in place for my needs to make sure my needs are being met. 
And so the old me would have pushed on because the old me would have been like, okay, I don't want to be disappointed. And I would have pushed and then I would have injured myself or I would have hurt myself. Right. And, and so I think that's really powerful, not just in adventuring, but in life. Mm Another person might be trying to motivate you, might think pushing you is what you need, but you really have to listen to your needs. And your body is going to tell you every time that I have gotten a sports injury, my body told me way before that it needed to stop. And I kept pushing it because I thought I had to justify it. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, I am super stubborn and I do love a challenge. And I don't like being told no. And my parallel, like my body tells me no either. But you know, I, I, I think about how I went on this one hike and, and I, there were a lot of stairs, like a lot of stairs and in a good way, in in one way, that's good because I can't go downhill, but I can go downstairs. Um, so it was actually kind of nice to have that, but in a bad way, I can only do so many sets of stairs on my bad knee before I have to just single step it. And so then now my, my right leg, the healthy or not healthy, but the the non-injured leg is now bearing the brunt of everything. And it was getting to the point where this is getting almost impossible. And I'm not at the waterfall. I'm not at the, at the, the, the summit. I'm not where I want to go, but if I keep moving, I might not be able to come back because my right leg will be done and my left leg can't carry it because it can't do stairs anymore. And it was, it was a moment of like, I can either feel defeated and frustrated by my body Or I can be grateful that I just got to spend 90 minutes out here in the beautiful forest, really reminding my body what it can do, what I thought would never be able to do again. You know, I was sweating, I was getting a good workout in and it, and I, and again, I recorded TikTok on this because it was just like, why are we so quick that like to your friend's point about our expectations, why are we so quick to set expectations, sometimes unreasonable expectations for what our body can do on ourselves and then beat ourselves up for not meeting those unreasonable expectations? Like what the heck chaos is this that we're giving ourselves? Right. Especially because one of the things that I share with clients and on social media and stuff is that you have to listen to your intuition. And I hear my intuition very clearly out in nature. And, and as I was hiking back down, I was like, am I ever going to regret it? And all I heard was you would regret it if you got hurt. If you injured yourself. Yeah. If you got sick. Yep. And so it was just very, it was very like informative. It's like, and also just empowering. Yeah. To be able to say, nope, I'm doing this for me. Yes. And how cool is it that you can go and keep going and wanting to get to that glacier, yeah. but I can come back if I need to. Exactly. Okay. Yep. But look, tell us any, are there other challenges? Like I know one of the biggest challenges I find yeah. with kind of is, is just figuring out like what I can wear and yeah. because I love pockets when I hike. Yep. And I have my backpack, but I love to have the pocket for my phone. So I was I- like, you need the quick access for the phone. Right. Especially because what we do with social media and all that other stuff. Yes. But also, I just photography. And honestly, I don't pull out my big camera anymore. I just use my phone. I love taking pictures and capturing things that bring me into the moment. And when you pull out the phone, I feel like I can zoom into something and really see it. Yeah. Um, as I'm taking a picture. So how do you go with it that? Is, it's hard, you know, and, and I'm going to try to not yell because it makes me mad. Um, 
the the outdoor adventuring industry, the fitness industry, the clothing industry reinforces time and again that fat people are not welcome. Uh, when I did my triathlon, I, I the first one was fine because it was a smaller lake, but the second one was in a bigger lake and it was a longer distance. And I knew that I was going to want a wetsuit because I would be cold. Um, but there were no wetsuits that that fit me. I was one of two people that didn't have a wetsuit when I went to the swim. Everyone had wetsuits. And yes, when I got to the deepest part of the lake, my toes and my fingers were icicles. I was losing feeling. It was cold. Mm. And there were no wetsuits. They did not make wetsuits for plus size people. Mm. Right. Um, when I used to be in my 20s, I did snowboarding. You couldn't get snowboarding. And I would have been probably a size 12, 14. So, you know, not that quote unquote plus size at that point. You could not get snowboarding pants and jackets to fit a 1214. This didn't exist. When I would travel from, I went to Thailand for Muay Thai camp for a couple of months, or I went, you know, like when I would do traveling and trips, you couldn't just walk into a store and buy what you needed. Right. And so it, yeah, it's, it's very, very frustrating when you want to participate in athletics, but there are no clothes for you. And even the other day I went to New Balance to get a pair of shoes. I'm like, oh, this is a really cute hoodie. How big does it go? And their largest size is a large. Mm. How in 2022 are we not carrying at least tell tell a 4X and an actual 4X, not not a, it says a 4X, but it's really just an extra large, right? Like, how are we not doing this? How are we, how are brands not being held accountable to have size inclusive clothing. And here's the thing that I want everyone to understand. That is not a you problem. That is discrimination. You are being discriminated against. Mm-hmm. It is not a you problem. You are not required to shrink your body to fit to clothes. You being in a bigger body is not abnormal. We have all been existed in bigger bodies for time immemorial, people, right? It is the clothing manufacturers that are excluding you and discriminating against you. Go ahead and get mad at them. Please do not get mad at yourself because it is not a you problem and you don't have to shrink your body. Now, thankfully, we are seeing more and more clothing stores pop up that are catering to people in bigger bodies. Unfortunately, a lot of times the pricing is really inaccessible. Like I love like Alder Alder Apparel. I love their clothing and they make plus size outdoor clothing, but it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it is a challenge. And I mean, there are times where I have canceled going on outdoor adventures with straight size groups because I know I don't have anything to wear. I'm going to be putting together some piecemeal outfit. Everyone there is going to look so awesome and all their Columbia hiking gear, baloney. And I'm not going to be able to, I'm going to be in like my old Navy yoga pants and some, you know, random Pennington's disgusting, ugly 10th t-shirt over my body. Cause there's just no clothes to fit. So it is, it, it, this is a, 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 a very frustrating issue. And so, you know, we are seeing more and more brands start to extend their sizing. Uh, and I guess I just have to say, you know, if you want your brands or brands out there to carry your size, start writing to them, start talking about it on social. Don't internalize it as shame. And you got to be embarrassed. Start demanding that you are included because it's discrimination. Full stop. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to make yourself better by doing a habit that's better for you. And I don't know. I could go in so many different ways. It's so frustrating. And I know so and many I don't even, I, I'm going to interrupt there. Please do. Because that's a judgment. That's really judgmental to say you're trying to make yourself better. 
you don't, you, you know what I mean? Like, like you're trying to enjoy nature. That's not, yeah. you don't, nobody is required to be better. You don't need to be improved upon who you are is wonderful. Mm-hmm. You're trying to enjoy nature. That's all you're trying to do. I guess when I'm using the word better, I'm using that internal, internal for me. Like I'm I have to a, prove myself. I'm, I'm a better person yeah. by going out in nature. Not I'm a good fatty. Not for other people. I just feel better and I am more in tune with myself and more grounded. So I'm better internally, not for anybody else. I can care less about other people. So Because it came up to me as I'm trying to be a good fatty. But what you're saying is I am wanting to have a better quality of life. Yeah. And I can't, and you're making it hard by excluding me. Yes. And there's been times and most of the time, I mean, I have wide feet too. So that doesn't like, right. Wide feet, bigger feet. So I, there's many times where I'm buying men's pants or, and I also like, don't have that typical body. And it's very funny because women have breasts guys, women have breasts. Well, lots of people have breasts who aren't just women. Yes. True. Many people have breasts, but like, if you're going into a store trying to buy a woman's shirt, I sometimes have to buy men's shirts because they're bigger mm-hmm. in the chest area because they expect women to have these little tiny little like, and yeah. so like, you're going and buying athletic gear and I'm like, it's, it's just a ongoing, right. But we could talk about this forever. I know. What are a few tips you have for people who want to either get out hiking or just want to feel better being athletic and yeah. being able to be in their own body comfortably. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to say two books that I really recommend that you pick up if you haven't already is the, can I swear? I'm going to say the effort diet, the effort diet, but the whole F word, uh, and, and, uh, health at every size there two. Okay. I'm going to have a sort of a disclaimer that the author of the effort diet is a little problematic and does share some really controversial opinions. Um, take with that what you will, but I did find that her book was incredibly helpful at helping me understand toxic diet culture Mm. and the way that it works in our system and the way that it impacts us. So I really recommend that book health at every size talks a lot about the, this myth that fat is unhealthy. Um, and actually just really just completely breaks that you're going to be, I hope angry when you, when you read this book, all the baloney that you've bought into that fat is unhealthy and start to understand that actually fat is quite protective and, and, and it is not unhealthy. It is neutral and start to let go of the pursuit of thinness because that is unhealthy and, and start to instead, uh, pursue health for yourself. Right. So I recommend picking up those two books. I think they're really important at understanding the truth about fat phobia and toxic diet culture, truly. Now, the other thing is that I recommend you follow fat athletes on social media. There's lots of them on TikTok and then on Instagram. They tend to be more active on TikTok because it's an easier platform to grow and connect on. Um, so go on to TikTok, follow some. I, I can't think of any off my off the top of my head, but I will send you a list, Heather, of my favorite that you can include in the show notes. But start following fat athletes, start, start consuming content by fat creators so that you can start to desensitize yourself for fat bodies. And you can start to see fat bodies living in joy, living in, in, in movement, living in their a full expression of their life. Right. And then for yourself, finally 
get outside. You don't have to pick an advanced intermediate hike. You can go for a lovely nature walk on a flat surface, you know, find other plus size fat activity groups, hiking groups in your area, good old Facebook groups, like see who else is out there that you can connect with. Right. Or if you want to go alone, go to something that's a really active trail so that you're with other people, but just go outside and start to, again, even if it's a 10 minute walk in nature, friends, just start to get outside and move your body in a way that feels good in a way that's in nature and let your confidence build, let your fat phobia, internalized fat phobia dissipate and find that sense of fat joy, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Those are all such great. And it's funny because as I, as you're talking, I'm thinking like about just being able to bring nature to you, but also like getting out there and not like you're saying, going out for a 10 minute walk that might be like more of a busier trail and, and just walk out and be like, oh, what anybody thinks about you, wear whatever you have yeah. in your closet and just go out there, maybe even find a place in another town. So you're not worried about running into people. Not that it matters whether you run into people or not, but if that's something that's a barrier for you, being able to say, I'll just go over to the other town knowing that and finding a trail and just do it and just get out there. And so Lindsay, I could talk to you for hours, (laughs) but where can people find you? um, Well, shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Shocker. You can find me on TikTok. I, I do have an Instagram and my TikToks make their way to Instagram, but where I am most active is on TikTok. So come and find me there. Fantastical fatty is my handle. Um, come and follow me. You can also join me three days a week on, uh, Sundays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at eight 30 Pacific Pacific, where we do some joyful movement together. We focus on strength training, but we also, I bring book quotes and we talk about different quotes to help undo these internalized fat phobic ideas and beliefs and tap into that fat joy. Oh my goodness. I love it. I'm going to check all those out myself, but thank you so much, Lindsay, for being on Insightful Adventuring. And I'm sure we're going to meet up again. I love it. Thank you so much. Okay. Did you not just love that interview? I know Lindsay and I, when we got off, we were just like, this is going to happen again. So much energy and knowledge and excitement around this topic about getting out in nature and really debunking and getting rid of those old ideas of what is right and what is good and how you as an individual, no matter your size, are welcome out in nature and how we need to be able to push back and say, we need more options. We shouldn't be going to the store and having to buy men's things or having to go and buy at a specific retail to be able to get hiking pants or hiking shoes or shirt or even a sports bra. So what an amazing conversation. And I can't wait to continue it next time. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and family or anybody you feel this could relate to. And let's get this message out there. Keep this conversation going about size inclusivity, especially because you know what? Nature doesn't judge. You're allowed to be out in nature no matter who you are. And you are supposed to be out in nature no matter who you identify as whoever you are, nature welcomes you. 
So let's keep this conversation going. Again, share this if you loved it. If you also loved it, rating and review and subscribe to this channel so that you can be able to catch up on future episodes with Lindsay and other future episodes with others. So again, without further ado, thank you again for tuning in and we will catch you next week. Take care.